So, dear everyone, we had a very special podcast with Iseline. <laughs> so, go on, Iseline, tell them what happened. <laughs> yes, we have a very special podcast prepared for you because we faced technical issues and we tried twice to record the podcast. <laughs> yes, I had to say my words twice and I lost track of what I'm saying too much. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. But I'm enjoying Iseline so much and I love this community. So I am sure you're going to love it too. <laughs> yes, and Heba said such interesting things that I decided that even though it's not like a full conversation, I will use the bits in post-production to have to to give you the chance to listen to what Heba says and not just keep all of this knowledge from me. So I hope you will enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking to Heba. <laughs> I, I enjoy talking to you too, Iseline. It's been privileged talking to you two days. <laughs> yeah, so we talked to together two days in a row. That was actually really cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, everyone, we love you. And if we did not answer all of your questions about starting a consultancy, please do get in touch. We are on Slack and we are on Twitter. So just write to us. We will answer everything. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Iseline. <laughs> okay. So enjoy the listen. <laughs> Thank you, Heba. Starting as an SEO consultant with Heba Said. Hey, it's Iseline. You wonder how to start as an SEO consultant and develop your own client's portfolio? That's exactly what we will be discussing today with our guest Heba. Heba will share how she leveraged her in-house experience to develop her own client's portfolio. Hi, Heba. Hi, Iseline. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks. I'm great. I'm really happy to have a chance to talk to you. Oh, me too. Thank you for making the time to answer all of my questions. Thank you. So you are a senior SEO specialist after working in-house for world-famous brands. Like you probably, like I think everyone probably used at least once one of the brands you worked for. You recently started her own as your own SEO consultancy. And today you work with international clients in the UK, in the US and the Gulf region. Yes. So tell me, Heba, like what is the number one thing you have learned while at your last in-house position that you can leverage today and that you use to develop your portfolio? So my last uh, in-house position, I've been, uh, I've worked for them for three years in-house and they were an international brand that wanted to expand their service into the Arabic community. So it was great to know that the Arabic community are many countries, not just one. We all speak Arabic, yes, but we have second languages. Uh, some countries speak English or French. So it's it's been amazing to like uh, divide everything we're doing for each country. We have the MENA region, it's the Middle East and North Africa as a whole, or the Gulf, which is Saudi Arabia, United um, Emirates and Qatar, Bahrain. And each country of these were a target for this business. So they started with Egypt and then they realized that Egypt is not the only like market out there that they should seek other countries as well in the Arabic community. 
So this is where we like examined our products and services and we thought that each country of these needs different products and different services, different design and templates and, you know, like landing pages and so on. So it, it's, it was um, a tough job, but we managed to grow in these countries. And now they are very famous in the Arabic community, just as other were. <laughs> I expect you know much about dealing with multilingual SEO. Yes, yes. Whenever you, uh, a, co a company or a service want to expand their um, brands into other countries, uh, even if they speak the same language, There is a difference. Every country got its own cultures, its own traditions, and their own slang and language, of course. So you don't have, like, you, you shouldn't, like, translate these content into the language and just leave it there and expect it to rank and to prospect and so on. You need to work on your content and actually on your strategy to follow up with these people. Um, you know, to target the, the right audience and to make them buy your service or your product. So you can have the same language, but you really need to target each country as itself. It sounds like you are very specialized in the fields like multilingual SEO, in international SEO. Is, is that the type of clients you're targeting now as a consultant, like the type of a project? I like to target projects that are expanding to other countries, but I also work with like in national project, projects um, in the US or the UK. I once worked for a, a Canadian company or Australian company, so it doesn't have to be like someone is trying to reach the international market. Uh, I like to like explore different markets and try to work as a local because that's how I learn about the the other cultures and the other search engine, like um, the search engine at itself in the local co country that I'm working on, uh, how it's like giving results, uh, what is the difference between US or UK, uh, what is the difference if I'm searching from Egypt or searching from um, Saudi Arabia or what so on. Tell me more about the, the local the local clients, like, do, do they know about SEO? Is that a usual uh, budget that they have in their marketing mix? So SEO in Egypt or the Arabic community as whole is a new strategy for the marketing because here in the Arabic community, they rely mostly on social media. So it's a hard job finding a good client here that is willing to spend that much of budget on SEO because it's very hard to find results within a week or two, like they see with paid um, ads and social media ads and so on. So uh, when I reach a client or a client reached me uh, and he asked for my help in SEO and he's an Arabic, so I told them, you have a, a timeline. You need to be devoted to this strategy that I'm doing. Uh, we need people and team members that can help me. And this is going to cost you at first, but you're going to get revenue uh, afterward. And it's going to be a net revenue, not like ads and, and social media and so on. So um, I'm like educating them that they have a lot of potential if they seek the search engine, if they seek um, the organic search engine. 
uh, and that they are missing out a lot because a lot of users lately, after COVID especially, are using internet and not only social media, but people are expanding their knowledge into the search and searching about everything right now. It's been different five years ago, but now people are introducing to new platforms and so on. So, yeah, I, I like educating my clients before I started working because it can be hard to start a job and then you realize that your client is not willing to help you with the budget or the team and so on. It sounds like as a consultant, you need to have a very different approach and language depending on the clients you're talking to, depending it if it's in an international client who knows or if it's a local who knows nothing about SEO. Exactly, exactly. You need like to reach the mind of whoever you're talking to. Are you, are you known of this SEO or is it new to you? Are you willing to pay for it? Are you willing to work hard to get what you need or what? Because if he's not, it's it's not my job like to to take money and and I know this client is not going forward with my plan, so yeah. And for someone who is faced with with a similar type of markets where the clients do not really know about SEO when they're not used to spend this in their marketing budget. For, for another consultant in this situation, what is your best advice to, to, to have like de debuting, can we say debuting clients in SEO? <laughs> Oh, um, just to talk to their client before making any changes or before, you know, applying any uh, strategy plan. Look into the project and see what this project needs and talk to your client. Transparency, not just like uh, give them a dream about ranking for this keyword and that's it. That's not how SEO works actually. <laughs> so you need to like study the project and talk to your client Make sure he's ready to go forward with you and in a like a long-term relationship because it, it's kind of hard just to work for a month or two and then leave the project. It's, it's not good for your image or the client. Do you do like a lot of local SEO type of Google business profile? I can imagine if nobody does that, it, like the results can be interesting. Yes, uh, I always like advise them to do, but I don't really uh, manage Google business profiles. Um, but it's something advisable for any local business, of course. And about your international clients, do you work mainly, so you said, with international clients who are not necessarily trying to reach Arabic-speaking markets, but also other multilingual types of similar markets? Do you see common mistakes your clients are doing or common tasks you have to do for them like all the time? Yes, um, actually um, I start with auditing their website, making sure the te technical SEO is good, their parameters and their edge length are, are doing great because sometimes they are messing everything up, um, especially if they are targeting the same language but in different countries. And then I start by keyword research because they always mistake in that maybe because they have the same language, they should target the same keywords uh, for each, you know, for countries. But they are different competitors, different products, and they should learn about the market. So that's how I start by doing a keyword research and competitor analysis for them. Then I start to like expand their 
you know, marketing gross and tell them, you know what, you need to target these keywords and these product for these countries. And this, I guess this product is not working for that country. So you need to work uh, with other products. Do you have clients both internationally who want to target other multilingual specific markets? Or do you also have clients who target the Arabic speaking markets? Uh, right now, uh, I have like clients for the Arabic speaking markets specifically and other client international, they are targeting their local markets. So nothing big like the brand I used to work with, but I'm trying to find this client again. <laughs> so this is like my dream client because I loved working um, with, a, with a big client like that and spending to other countries. But right now, no, my... Per As a consultant, um, I'm still like building my profile. So I'm still like searching for the right client right now. Does this mean that you sort of have to fight for yes. marketing budgets that would be otherwise attributed to another task or exactly. like literally another industry? Exactly. They always wonder when can we have like, revenue from what you're doing because you know SEO Kosti we have tools and we have people working under me content and developers content writer and developers so this is you know like money consuming for them they think that when can I get revenue back because it takes time to rank and it takes time to convert your user into customers uh, so if they are not like a heavy client with a good budget, I would not work with them because it's like time consuming for me. Sometimes it's it's spending out my resources and they always like seeking revenue rather than the quality of work and how much time it takes. So if, you, if they are not ready, you know, like I give them timeline, if you're not ready to see outcome after from three to six to one year, then I don't think you should spend in SEO. Yeah, I see. It means that you really have to identify which clients can can benefit from working with you and also educate them about the the stretch of time because you and I know that it takes long to see the it can take long to see the actual results. You mentioned earlier how Difference it was between local clients and international clients where local clients, you need to educate them more because they are starting with SEO in their marketing process. What is, what is the main difference while you do the pitching between these two types of clients? What do you need to do? Um, when I'm pitching for any local clients, um, Actually, it's always starts with me with uh, networking. So uh, the client comes to me and tells me I need help with this. So if he's a local client, I would say, uh, what do you know about SEO and how do you think this will help your business? Because I want to know how far can he see uh, what I'm doing. And from there, I know that he needs to be like, uh, let's get a meeting and educate him about my business and how my business will help him. And if he's ready to like go on with the process, because uh, when I do a strategy plan for a, for a client, it takes some time to get, you know, implemented. 
and also team because mainly we will need content uh, team and like developers around designers sometimes we need to migrate everything <laughs> so so um it's very important to educate local clients of what i'm doing and it can exceed just for because mostly they know that i do keywords and some tags and that's it it's it's a little more of that so i need to educate them no it's it's more than that um but for international clients, mostly they just go into business like, let's do this. I need some audits and some like implementation and please help my team um, and so on. It sounds like for local clients, there is a longer um, acquisition Approach, yes. cost. Like yes. it takes longer <laughs> to start really doing tasks. Yeah. Yes, but it then is. all of the time you're actually teaching them about SEO, all of this is unpaid. Yes, it's it's time consuming. That's why sometimes I get tired. To tell you the, uh, the truth, I I just seek international businesses, and if they want to expand to the Arabic community, these are my target clients. Uh, my local clients is can be my friends and family members, you know, <laughs> and these people I can help out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is uh, tiring. But at the same time, I like educating people about it because. Sometimes they find people uh, that can promise them something and it's like a fraud. Uh, and I need to educate them that not everyone says I will do SEO is a good SEO. You need to like check their background, see their portfolio, make sure he's like following the guidelines and everything. It sounds like the, the part where you educate the clients, it's nearly you being sort of a digital marketing consultant yes. <laughs> helping them you know like yes. so it's it sounds like your job has two parts before being yes. a consultant like as seo you you're doing like tech consulting and teachings yes i might i might like change my title <laughs> marketing strategists uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah it is tiring but um it's a process that i have go to go through because this is people around me and maybe um, one day I'll find the perfect client because nobody does. But maybe one day uh, the client that is very helpful, that knows everything, that like follow your guidelines and follow your strategy, the developer that hears you out <laughs> and so on. So it's a dream for every SEO to find this. And every project got its ups and downs. And sometimes we um, like differ and you need to communicate with people that are non-tech. And this is something that can be hard, but you need to learn that skill to go on with your consultancy, especially if you're independent, like what I'm doing right now, and you're not in-house or anything. Because in-house, you can find team members that can help you out. But if you are alone, this is something you need to work on. I hear that. It sounds, it sounds like tiring because it takes lots of energy to teach but how do you manage this aspect of energy level you know of how much you're giving out and how much you taking care of yourself to keep going uh it's actually tiring but this is how i learned seo in the first place i've been working in seo for seven years so i've been depending on myself to educate myself and start working with uh, people and testing everything i do so for seven years, I've been studying and working at the same time. 
And some people helped me out through this process, a lot of people actually. And this is how I bait them back, I think. I say, I need to educate people like people used to educate me. Uh, this is something I need to give back. Um, it's very helpful actually for me because this is how I go on, um, you know, I like brainstorm through my head with other people. And this is something very refreshing for you to keep track of what you're doing and why you're doing this and how can you let people know what you're doing. This is something very refreshing uh, and motivated, actually. it's a, I'm, I'm like passionate with SEO, so this is something I love to share with people. Um, I'm actually very active in social media. I share a little bit of tips every now and then because this is how I like people to get to know what I'm doing and to like learn. Uh, and if, we, if they find it difficult to find someone to help them, uh, I'm always there. Uh, I love, um, you know, with women in tech SEO, I've been in the mentorship lately and it's been very helpful for me. Uh, and it teached me that I need to give back what I'm having so I started mentoring people around me, and this is something I, I find very useful for myself and for others. Do tell me, how do you let your potential local clients know about what you're doing? Does it also go through social media? Yes, yes. It's always social media for me. So LinkedIn, Twitter are my main platform to advertise my business <laughs> but yeah networking through groups and like communities like women in tech and um, the digital marketing union i love these and they are amazing by finding prospects that can be leads afterward uh, so getting to know more people communicating with more people helping out others like i said these kind of stuff like return back to you with good clients this is how i advertise myself um i'm also planning to make a website so do you also acquire clients while you network are they type of in-person events or and do you recommend doing that yes i do recommend in-person events i never been to one which is very drastically sad for me but I always attend online events and I like networking with people like I book like every week to talk to someone within our community just to get to know each other um, networking is my number one um, you know channel for finding good prospects Heba, for someone who is in a similar position, who is starting out and building their client's portfolio as an SEO consultant, what is your number one advice? To be organized. This is my number one advice. I was messing around for five months until I get to this point. I need to organize myself. I need to make time as if I'm working full-time. You have to make the time to build your own portfolio, to build your own networking and, you know, like collecting all your leads and all your networks into one place. So this is the first thing I did. I made a very big spreadsheet. I pointed out what is my scope of work, who do I want to work with, um, what kind of work I want to do, and how is the contract, um, how many hours do I want to work, how many clients do I need to have, and so on. You need to put everything 
in this spreadsheet <laughs> and then start out by educating yourself about freelancing work and how to balance your life and work together because this is something can be stressful at first. Uh, so what I do is wake up every morning and I start like doing my job as a freelancer. I sit on my desk and I point out everything I need to do daily. So I would recommend like Notion. It's very good platform to like put on task and it's very good for resources as well. And I would recommend a spreadsheet <laughs> and start up. You know, you can do it. <laughs> it sounds like there is lots of... Um clarifying for yourself about the things you want to do before you actually do the things, right? Yes, you need to do this. You need to have a plan. <laughs> And tell me, what is the number one mistake people always make when they think, oh, let's target the Arabic-speaking market? They don't think about the people as a whole new different people within their countries because in the Gulf countries we are mostly Muslims that sometimes it's we have different traditions, different cultures. So you don't need to I mean I mean you can't like target these people with the same design you're doing for European uh, countries or the same um, language and the same products maybe you need to change a product a little bit to target these countries and maybe you need to change how you, s you do the service uh so this is some no number one mistake because when i started out with this with this brand i was like you know you need to skip these services because they're not helpful and very like uh offending the arabic community so you need to stick with the culture guidelines and the language guidelines and so on so yeah I would advise just study the market before you go through it. And talk to someone from the countries. <laughs> yes. Hey, so how was it? Did you enjoy everything? And of course, as promised, you can answer any question on Twitter and any social media. My LinkedIn profile is slash Heva Saeed and my Twitter is handle is at Heva Saeed SEO. And of course, uh, Heva also answers very quickly on Slack. Yes, I've I'm been messaging her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, always online. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your understanding for this special podcast. And I hope you liked it. And... Please do share, do ask anything we hear. And I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing you anywhere, anytime soon. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>